1: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in Fellowship. Uh, We are glad that you have joined with us today. Uh, We are going to be talking, uh, this is February... Uh, and so February is Black History Month, right, Pastor Kenny? Of course, right. Yes. And so we are going uh, to be discussing that uh, during uh, this month. We're going to do some different things even with like our diversity and resource. We're going to try to point you uh, point our listeners to uh, some, some folks in Black history that they maybe should be aware of uh, that maybe help them out. And so but today we just kind of want to dive in and talk about kind of the relationship between the local church and Black History Month. And so probably the big question that we should start with is, should a local church celebrate Black History Month? Yes. So Kenny's answer is absolutely yes. So then that leads us to the follow-up question, which is, why, Pastor Kenny? Why should why should local churches celebrate Black History Month?
0: Uh, the thing that Black History Month and the the other months that focus on different ethnicity groups, what it forces us to do, it forces us to appreciate what other groups besides ourselves yes. have done, and so it's it's always good for us to acknowledge that all the different ethnic groups all the people in those groups are created in the image of God so it's for me it is an Imago Day issue many times we don't tend to to focus on people Mm -hmm. outside of our ethnicity and so this those months should bring to mind those time periods should bring to mind that these people actually contribute um to to God's glory yes in creation.
1: And so you would say not just so this is not just a Black History Month answer. This is a Hispanic Heritage yes. Month, mm-hmm.
0: Asian Heritage Month, Native American Heritage Month, yes. all these different um, periods that we have set aside in our in our nation to recognize the achievements of different people—they are all Imago Day issues. like right. right? These are times for us to to really lean into uh, what these people have done to contribute um, to our faith, yeah. Uh, contribute to mm-hmm. our to our nation, and and how they reflect um, God's glory. In creation,
1: good, yeah. Which kind of leads to, I mean, th- I mean, the second issue is, I mean, the second, maybe a second reason would be, it is there is a gospel issue here. I mean, yes, part of what we're trying to do here at our church is put the beauty of the gospel on display. Absolutely, we want people in our city, you know, small city of in here, we want people to know that the gospel is good for white people, black people, Asian people. Hispanic people, whatever, right? We want people right. to know that there's there's beauty in that. It's unifying in uh, that the um, gospel does really bring us together. It brings us together in Christ, and so, right. um, so in that sense, it's a gospel. Right? It's a it's a it's an opportunity to display the beauty of the gospel. Yes. And so I think that's another um, maybe another reason. What's a uh, an- another reason why local churches should I Celebrate. believe
0: it is also a discipleship issue in that um, many people have a, a um, unhealthy or untrue view of um, black history. Yeah. Right. And so we don't want our people to hold on to any untruths. We want mm. them to be able to be discerning and mm. appreciative of the history of the church uh, and the history of the world, because right. uh, as we like to say, all truth is God's truth. Right. That's Right. And so we want them to to be able to hold on to that which is good and get rid of those things that are bad. So when you think about the church, especially the church in America and how they justify tried to justify slavery and mm-hmm. some of the discrimination, uh, they are actually taught the curse of Ham, like black people were cursed. Right. uh, Therefore they are cursed by God. Right. And therefore they are inferior and, and they have been designated to this role of perpetual slavery, Mm. perpetual inferiority. And so hopefully we know now, hopefully churches are not teaching that still. I'm pretty sure you can find some who are, who may be, but if, if if you were taught that, Uh, Growing up, and I'm sure there's people who are alive who were taught that growing up, they they need that discipled out of them, right? Uh, They they need to be um, taught. They need to be taught the truth that um, God created all people equal. The curse of Ham had nothing to do with black people, right? Um, Actually, Canaan was cursed, but uh, yeah. So and, and and they just need to be. Uh, Disciple about the biblical, like what's actually in the Word of God about right. different people groups. Um, it's also, I mean, I, I feel like it's a discipleship issue because it, it really does affect our lives how we mm. how we view certain people, and and that's what discipleship is. It's about um, forming us into the image of Christ in every area of our lives. Mm-hmm. It's a it's sanctification, you know. It's yeah. growing. Growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so, um, as it affects our minds, um, what we are believing about certain things, we, we, we need that. We need to be able to grow in, in how we view uh, different people groups, uh, especially in, in this nation with such a um, kind of sordid history of how black people were treated.
1: Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I think that's really important. And and I mean, even specifically, just kind of to um, zoom in on, you know, one of the things you are talking about there, like like people need to know today how the Bible can be. I mean, I, we would say abused. Yes. In order to try to justify cultural norms. Mm, man. And so. That doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Thankfully, we we're done Ooh, with all that. We figured all that out, uh, right? But I mean, and so I think Black History in particular can help us see. And un- I mean, it's ugly, man. I mean, yes. it is. There is some ugly things that were that were said by ministers, by pastors, right? You know, I mean, and so um, they were written by theologians that yes. you can actually see their writings. You know, and so it's it's good to be able to, you know, recognize those um, errors so that hopefully we can avoid those errors today. You know, yes. and so that we can we can see. Um, I think that's particularly important for the majority culture, you know, to see, hey, yeah, just because people were saying this back then doesn't I mean that that was obviously wrong. Um, and then asking the question, okay, what do we you know what do we learn? I mean in one sense that's a that's generally true about church history. right. We should be able to look back and see, okay, here's a this was a huge mistake. I mean this was an error, this was a wrong thinking. Uh, so that we can learn from that today and, and hopefully avoid those mistakes today. But yes, uh, I think in particular, black history can teach us that. Um, right. Or can help us see an, a really good example of poor handling of the word and using the word to actually justify sin. I mean, justify racism. Amen. Uh, justify slavery, mm-hmm. man-stealing. I mean, all the... So, I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's important to to kind of see some of those things. That's I mean, in one sense, you would say that's the really ugly part of Black history, right? But that is a part of of what happened here in America, yes. And I think it's wrong for us to try to uh, clean that up, or ignore that, or yeah. downplay that. I think are, are dangerous. Those are dangerous approaches. All right. So, well, any other thoughts? Any other thoughts on kind of maybe a why we should, um, why we should, why local churches should do that? Yeah, I I, I
0: just think is is important. Once again, I just reiterate again that we do recognize the the value in all the different people groups just just to really go back and and hammer that. And I I think that we have it built into our calendars to to actually do that, because we're not we're not really good about being intentional about, you know, mm-hmm. let, let me yeah. learn more about Native Americans or That's let me good. learn yeah, more yeah. about Asians or, mm-hmm. or Hispanics. Uh, we, we tend to need reminders to do that. And so Black History Month is just an, an opportunity for us to value um, a group of people who have not been historically uh, valued or even predominantly valued as far as what we are taught in schools or, or, or what we see portrayed in the media or anything mm. like that. And good, so yeah. just really good for us to to acknowledge those things.
1: Great. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's kind of get more practical here. How how we we've said yes that they, that local churches should try to do this, but you know if you're a pastor listening or if you're a you know worship pastor or Sunday school, you know and you're trying yeah. to think, what in the world? So so let's just kind of let's try to dive into how should look a local church celebrate. Now let's yes let's try to break it up into some categories. Yes, let's um, do that. So let let's start, Kenny, and I'll start with you. If if there's if there's a church that's predominantly black. Why are you asking me this question? <laughs> <laughs> you are predominantly black. Predominantly <laughs> black. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, if if there is a church, you have history pastoring a predominantly black church. Yes, I do. Is that true? Yeah. Right. Okay. So if you if if you're pastoring a predominantly black church, how do you handle what are what are some appropriate ways to um, celebrate Black History Month? So before
0: I um, pastor um, Smith Chapel, predominantly black. Um, before I pastored that, the way that they celebrated Black History Month was they took a portion in the middle of service and they um talked about some historical figure or some historical event um, okay. in Black history. Um, the programs had like a Black history uh, feel to them, usually, like okay. some, someone on the bulletin was uh, a, a historical figure in, yes. in Black history. Okay. Uh, Just different things like that. Um, But when I came, I wanted to be intentional with our time in in service. And we'll get to this a little bit later in our discussion. But I wanted to be intentional about uh, how are we focusing and how are we structuring our time together. And so we moved that time um, to the beginning of service. The first thing we did as we came together and, and what I wanted to do, and I think this is what, and I, and I believe this is what predominantly black churches need to do is that we want to make sure that we are tying whatever we're talking about in black history to the gospel right, or to, to the word of God, some, some way. So it wasn't enough for us to get up and, and read a poem or talk mm. about this historical figure that um may not have any connection whatsoever to the gospel right. or or to the Bible, or they may not even be doing something that we would view as uh, beneficial to the kingdom of God or to the gospel. like it, we we weren't necessarily asking those questions. And so it was right. important for me that we make sure we're not just throwing up anybody, <laughs> you know, as yeah. a figure in mm-hmm. black history. But that we're throwing up, we're we're actually acknowledging someone who um, who's actually doing some sort of gospel work, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or who's actually somehow bringing out uh, the truths of the Word of God. I would say also that um, a predominantly black church, what what they could do is um, make sure that they bring out the the the, the truths of the struggles that the uh, African Americans went through in this country. But not just the struggles, make sure you bring out the the achievements and the the um overcoming that hmm. came from that. Yeah. Because what what you do when you do that, when you see um, how far down you were and how far you've come, mm. it gets rid of this idea of, of having a, a victim mentality, so yeah. to speak. Mm. Um, so you're, you're no longer thinking that there is no hope mm. in um, there's no hope for black people in America, right. Well that that we're denying the power of God when right. we when we mm. believe that right. And so when you when you're talking about the struggle, don't don't just stick to Mm. the struggle, make sure you can show how God, even in the midst of the struggle, Mm. has still uplifted, you know, uplifted this group of people to the point where um, they're they're not in the same situation that they once were. Yes, we still have work to do. And I think it's even good to acknowledge that um, from the word of God, like as you see things in the word of God that you may be able to address, um, whether you're preaching on, on Sunday mornings or whether you're teaching, uh, during Bible study, Sunday school, wherever way you're, you're teaching, then I think it's important to be able to, to bring that out. And maybe you're using sermon illustrations Mm -hmm. or, or, or maybe you're used to quoting, you know, a theologian or a pastor and making sure you're being intentional about, Hey, how am I, how am I doing that during this month? There there are black pastors who have contributed to, yeah. to our faith. Maybe I yeah, can yeah. bring some mm-hmm. of their quotes in and, and not just, um, you know, focus on what I'm normally doing, you know, right. who I'm normally quoting, but make sure I'm being intentional about that. So um, there's some of the things I would say yeah. in regards to the predominantly black church. What about what would you say in regards to the predominantly white church? I don't know why I'm asking you this, but I know. Uh, you're different. white, it's I guess. Weird, so, yes. yeah, we'll see. Um,
1: so, I I mean, I, I think in one sense, you know, I would say many of the things that you just said. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you want to uh, acknowledge, you know, find find ways, find examples that you can mention either at the beginning of the service, you know, yeah. or. Uh, in your, you know, if you're preaching in, in your sermon, you know, like uh, I think I think those we're going to try to, you know, give some of those maybe guys that you would point to. Um, I, I think that's I think that's important. I think those are things uh, that you should do. I, I think it's really important within the predominantly white church to emphasize things like Imago Day, mm-hmm. uh, because that sometimes that's lost in the majority culture. Yeah, that everybody is created equal. Uh, and so to, to really to really highlight that. Uh, and, and again, one of the ways that you can do that is by showing you know um, African Americans throughout I mean throughout churches but particularly in American history black pastors, black theologians, yeah. you know those who have um, you know shared the gospel black missionaries, one of the guys we're going to be talking about today. so I mean I think you know just highlighting some of that can be helpful having maybe setting aside a Sunday um, whether it's in January or February, but set, setting aside a Sunday that's kind of racial reconciliation Sunday where you're yeah. going to talk about, uh, kind of the, the struggles uh, and the sins and racism and the reason why that's ugly and how we fight against that. You know, right? I think that's important. Or maybe even looking at a passage that talks about every tongue and tribe and nation. So Amen. more that more the gospel issue, like, hey, the gospel is not just for for white folk, right? Yeah, the gospel is not just for the majority culture. The, the gospel is for all cultures, and so. You know, I think those are some of the ways that the that the majority culture uh, would do that. But I'm curious, what would you say to that as yes. as a black pastor, as a black man? If you if you were attending my predominantly white church, right? You're just coming in on a Sunday morning, right? And you're some random reason you're going to attend through the month of February. <laughs> like, what what kind of an expectation would you have? I
0: would have an expectation s an expectation, but I would have a hope, hope. that okay. um that the church had some sort of vehicle hmm. in which to acknowledge and celebrate black history right um for for us let's let's look at you know grace bible fellowship even now right, right. like you and I both have kind of reservations uh, about putting things in service that take the attention off—we'll talk about this later—take the attention off Jesus, right? Yeah. But we we do create other vehicles to yeah. do other things, like on one Wednesday—some Wednesdays we did church history, right? Yep. And so that, that was— Interesting, right? It was good yeah. for us to learn to, to walk what, through. For all,
1: two or three that uh, Right, that for everybody that. who joined did, right? Yeah, that's right. But we
0: had a vehicle for people who wanted to learn right. about church history. Yes. Um, and I think it's important for for churches to offer some sort of vehicle in which we can acknowledge and celebrate black history. We did, during our fellowship meals, we did um, something yeah. called Gracisms. Right. Uh, where we talked about black history, talked about the struggle, talk about church, you know, black church history, things of that nature. Mm. And so I I would expect a a, a white church, a predominantly white church, if they wanted to make me feel welcome as a Mm. um, black man, that they would have some sort of vehicle, um, whether they just set aside their Wednesday nights or or, or created a vehicle to even we yeah. even talk about mm. or in celebrate black history that would be um one thing that i would i would want to see um something else that i think is uh important for the predominantly white church is to to recognize the the history of discrimination mm. because it not saying this is true of all white churches but um just speaking generally for a second is that the idea of american exceptionalism mm. right that america mm. it has this pristine image uh, yes. and uh, that america um is greater than every other nation that has right. ever existed in the history of the world and it and it can't do any wrong um i believe it, it's important for um to, to really bring out the ways in which it's undeniable that our nation has discriminated mm. against this group of people. And so in doing that um hopefully it builds empathy in into people which yeah. people should have, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that's important for us to be able to to do that and and, and build an empathy it builds love for um, a group of people gives people a heart to, to want to minister to a group of people. You, you just never know mm-hmm. uh, what that can do. But right. I, I do think it's important for um, the white church that, that tends to lean towards American exceptionalism or white Christian nationalism or whatever we mm-hmm. want to call it right. to to really um, bring out those um, kind mm. of warts yeah. of our nation in, in regards to Black history,
1: right? I mean, and uh, again, calling the church to be humble. Yes, right? I mean there is a humility that is needed. Right. I, I think again, that's we talked about general principles, but I mean that is one of the huge lessons of history. I mean, all of history. Yes, teaches us that we have messed things up a whole lot, and so it's hard to read even a lot of church history, I, I think. I mean, it's hard to read a lot of church history and come away and think, man, Christians have always got it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so it's it's funny, though, that like the church, right. many in the church want to say that about our country today, right? Like, yeah. Americans have always gotten it right. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, like that's, right. you're ignoring history. You Are we going to try not... to minimize it somehow? Uh, look at all right.
0: the great, uh, I mean, yeah, we, we can do that, and we, sure. we, we do that. Right. rest of the year generally like right. hey we we're gonna celebrate Fourth of July Memorial Day sure. all these other yes. days uh, that will celebrate you know the the, the good mm. of America. But I think is it during this time, especially for once again the white church, is that they they do need that posture of humility mm. to to That's acknowledge good. that, hey, we <laughs> we got all these great day these great days that can puff us up. But we we need to take a moment to to realize um, that everything is not uh, what it
1: seems. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, so you, you've you've kind of we've kind of brushed against some of these. Yeah. Um. But what what are maybe some pitfalls to avoid in churches celebrating Black History Month?
0: Yeah, I would say for the. For the especially the the African American church, one of the pitfalls when it comes to Black History Month or our our figures in Black history is idolatry. Yeah, that's right. Man, it is. I mean, it can be a, a really big problem in in the Black church. Like, like we're gonna put on this big production when it comes to to Black History Month, uh, or the songs we sing are going to be. Uh, in regards to black history uh, during service and not necessarily songs that would glorify God. Right. Or, or, or like I was saying earlier, the material that we decide to read uh, can be unbiblical or mm. it just can be completely, you know, against God's will or, and right. his word. And so it, when you are uh, celebrating and acknowledging black history to the detriment. Uh, of the Word of God or the worship of God, mm-hmm. uh, I think we you're moving into the, the veins of idolatry. I remember seeing a picture um, one year of somebody had painted a picture or something. This is a beautiful picture, mm-hmm. but they had Jesus, which, you know, I don't feel very good about images right. of Jesus <laughs> yes. at all. Mm-hmm. But they had Jesus in the center and it was kind of like a Mount, Trans, Mount of Transfiguration type oh, deal. Yes. But it was Jesus mm-hmm. and Obama yes, and MLK. Yes.
1: Mm. yes.
0: And I was like, do you see what's wrong with <laughs> this, this is, picture? This is problematic. Like, you you right? do not. And you, do you understand what happened at the Mount of Transfiguration? Right. Like even Moses and Elijah fade away because you mm. do not put them on the level of the Son of God, right? right. Yeah,
1: that's right.
0: And so... My thing was like we we have to avoid those Mm. errors of idolatry where we're elevating people to the level of Jesus and and not giving him the praise, glory and honor um, that he and he alone is due during our services. Uh, What would you say would be another pitfall that needs to be avoided?
1: Well, I mean, just building on what you said, I mean, some would say it's, it's not maybe going to the point of idolatry. But at the end of the day, it's just a distra- it's just a distraction. Yeah. You know, and so it's like we're gonna talk about history stuff or we're gonna talk about this pastor. I mean, I you know, very rarely do I say, I'm gonna dedicate an episode, we're gonna we're gonna dedicate the service this morning to some famous white theologian. You know, yeah. we're gonna dedicate the service to Charles Spurgeon. You know, like that's that's normally not something we would do. We might mention Spurgeon or yeah. I might quote from Spurgeon in my sermon or something like that. But the focus of the of the local church service is to be the Lord, right, in, right. In, in the gospel. And so, I mean, that's my struggle with even like a July 4th service is that we can kind of go in this direction. And even though we're trying to make some christian ties and, and God ties and those types of things, if we're not careful, to, you know, people walk away thinking more about America or more about Martin Luther King or more right. about whatever, then they're actually thinking about the Lord. And yes. so I think... I think we have to be very careful in that. Now, let me ask you a question, and we don't have a whole lot of time to All answer right. this, but I do All have right. a question, because I think maybe some white pastors would struggle with this. How do you avoid faking it? Well, I... I you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. like, I, I think some white brothers would be like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm going to look like an idiot. And 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 if there is a black man in my church, he's going to think, what an idiot. Yes. You know? I mean, like, like, why was he doing... So how, how do you... What advice would you give to a brother who's like, man, I want to celebrate these things, but I'm afraid of coming off as.
0: My my thing would be, I'm going to take something from John Piper that he uses in a different context, but he talks about reading yourself hot before. Get to the word of God. Like don't mm-hmm. go to the word of God with, with your affections lukewarm. Yeah. Like you need to go to the word of God hot. So you read yeah. something else so that your affection for the word of God can be hot. Yes. And then you go to the word of God. And I would say that's what pastors would need to do who don't have that affection for mm. Black History Month. They need to read themselves hot. Yeah. Read good. books like we we um recommended Is, Isabel Wilkinson's The Warmth of Other Sons. Yeah, read right. those read books that are gonna um mm. make you compassionate, make you um yeah uh, um passionate about justice and yeah, yeah. and things of that nature, and then you'll You'll you won't have to fake it. That's now, you right. may do it wrongly. We make mistakes. Yeah, we're gonna make Man. mistakes, but you won't have to worry about uh, somebody um, saying that you're faking it. I also get with brothers that that you you know black brothers like. Black, Brothers and sisters, that you know, yeah, and and, and let them tell you about yeah. your experience. And if you love those people, you, you will you'll get yeah. hot. I promise you. And yeah, so again, you. And it goes to back to that. Like, yeah. Just having
1: relationships with people who are not like you. Yeah. And being able to have conversations like this with them. Right. So critical. Yeah. It's good. All right, great. What's our uh, what's our diversity resource for today? Well, I know we're kind of changing that up a little bit, uh, and so for this month we're going to change that up a little bit. So. So, can you tell us about that.
0: Yeah, we're we are um, going to highlight today the the actual first missionary from the United States, not the first black missionary, but the first missionary from the United States, who is George Lylee, L I E L E. And so, we will have an article from the International Missionary Board uh, that will talk about George Lylee. Cool,
1: cool, yeah. very very good article. Kenny taught us about him. Uh, during some of our racism class, uh, I think I, I mean I was I think I was unaware of, of yeah. this brother, just a great story. Uh, and so yeah, uh, look that up. All right so a crazy question for today. Let me get our uh, let me get our jingle ready to roll for our crazy question. Crazy I know Kenny question. loves the jingle. <laughs> I don't know if I got it there. Let's try it again. It just, just just because we love it so much. Kenny, one more time. There we go. Oh, look, we even got it live. <laughs> got, got we the got live. It. Maybe you can just do that from now on. I don't have to fool <laughs> with trying to play the silly and thing. And
0: if I knew you were setting me up when we yes. did that, no. I would not oh, no. have no, done you. it. That so I'm going to let you answer this question first, brother. Okay, all right, yeah. What non-major event would you visit in history what non-major event would you visit in history so we're
1: we're we're taking out like events in the bible big stuff like that or you know wars or yeah okay so so my my non-major event i think that i would go to would be uh there's a group of authors called the inklings Mm -hmm. and the two most famous that were uh, part of this group there are others but the two most famous were uh, C.S. Lewis and um, J.R. Tolkien, right? Yes, Who, yes. Tolkien's probably my favorite uh, kind of fiction mm-hmm. story writer. Uh, Lewis is right up there. And so, but what they used, they called them the Inklings, and they would gather, the White Horse Inn was kind of this pub, and they would they would gather, nice. uh, I don't know, weekly, monthly maybe, and they would, they would read, talk, eat, share a meal, laugh, you know, um, compare notes you know about writing and stuff like that and i think it would just be fascinating to be at that table <laughs> to set through one of those meals nice and hear what those guys are saying and hear what they were saying about each other's works and so yeah that would be i would love to visit that what about you brother what would be your non-major event?
0: non-major event so um one one of the people in history that I'm I'm fascinated by because I'm I'm fascinated by creativity. I'm not yes. that uh, of creative a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, every once in a while, I have a good idea, but there's some people who just have seem like they have good idea after right. good idea yes. after good idea. But like when when George Washington Carver got like the peanut, yeah, and he was like, "Hey, I can do a bunch of different things with this thing." Like yes. I want to I want to mm. be around him and while right. he's talking and figure. Like trying to figure out all the different things that he can do with a, yeah. with the with the peanut. Like That's that was great. amazing to me. Like, yes, how in the world, do you figure out <laughs> yes. all these things with peanuts?
1: I know it's amazing,
0: and and you know <laughs> he could probably figure out peanut allergies. I know, I know. He if was he knew that people amazing. was going to
1: have those, right, right. You know what's sad? I just I just had this thought as I was like, oh, William, you picked a white history month. You picked a white history <laughs> event, which is That's okay, probably, man. Yeah, I know, but like. It is sad to me that there's there's probably more non-major Black history moments. Yes, that we're just not aware of, not aware of, man. which is sad. I mean, I yeah. think we should mourn that. You know, it's. Um, but that, but that one with Carver, that would be great, right? I mean, that would be wonderful. I mean, I, I'm sure there were so many moments like with the Underground Railroad oh, and just man. all these other things that could be in authors. Ooh, mm, man. You know. So anyway, maybe we'll talk about some of those more as the month goes on. Yes, but uh, so glad that you tuned in today and hope you guys have a great great week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to Diversity and Fellowship at gmail.com. That's Diversity at gmail.com. We would
0: love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.